Hey beautifuls, welcome to Underneath Your Lingerie. Today is a super special and exquisite session. Um, underneath our lingerie and really what sets us apart as us as women is how we wear our bodies. And I believe that we were meant to be born and to wear our bodies as goddesses. The secret to lingerie is all in how you own it. And there's no woman who exemplifies this better today than our gorgeous guest. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> oh, I just, I feel so blessed to have you. If you could just share a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, my name is Carla Maria and currently, you know, I work as an intuitive healer, energy healing teacher and psychic medium. So I do readings of all different sorts and also all different kinds of energy work from clearing people's energy, realigning chakras to working on things like exorcisms, things from releasing spirits from, you know, trapped lands, properties, people's homes, all different kinds of stuff. So it, it's a very interesting line of work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know, I believe as women, we talk about how do we align the laundry of our bodies nutritionally? How do we do it in terms of exercise? But this real secret is how we align our laundry vibrationally, you know, especially on a celestial level. So this is why. And for a little backstory on how I met Carla. So I had been praying and crying for two years. <laughs> <laughs> there's no rep and I was like I just literally have been reaching out like please 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 and for two years yeah I've literally been for a session with her now I can see after a first session I can see I had to train before I could like even be able to do any type of reps at this type of level and there's this guy Mike Rashid who has a podcast that I've been following for a few years called Mental Jewels and usually it's this training podcast and I look over um I think it's called Lion Elephants and Lion Owls and Elephants but yeah um yeah the the one day he had this gorgeous Filipino goddess just sitting there <laughs> on his couch and it's not like the normal like jacked up dude like, who is this goddess and I love like um he's kind of like me where I tend to talk a little bit and he always has something to say and throughout this whole podcast he was quiet he took his notes <laughs> he was like so studious and so wrapped up and the way this woman owned herself I was like how do you own yourself like this so that's where I met Carla like oh uh, so you're one of a kind. You're one of a kind. So in the theme of lingerie, Carla, if you were a lingerie collection or lingerie design, what would be your lingerie collection or style of your design? I think probably anything that has to do with I love lace and I love also like the corseted look, right? Like I know people always, they think, you know, they always there's always this like misconception of people like, oh, corsets, they restrain you, they restrict you, they're not healthy but I think it's more about being able to really enhance like the beauty you know the femininity you have but also to like you know the main thing of course that I always say is like 
it's about training yourself to be able to like carry yourself in it comfortably, right? Like adjusting yeah. kind of your breathing and being able to learn how to move differently. And I think as a woman, like a lot of our power comes from adaptability. And so that's why I think that's mm -hmm. kind of the style I always have gravitated towards, right? Even though some people see it as restrictive and they have all these weird kind of misconceptions about it. <laughs> No, I love it because it's kind of like, so I started to get back to running and earlier this morning I was like dying as I because I'm getting back to it. I'm trying to stay in my parasympathetic nervous system. I was kind of like, how do I breathe the way I used to breathe, but yeah. like do it in a new way in my body. So Absolutely. that actually kind of ties into where I want to go today. Because one thing I learned when I moved to Texas and for anyone just listening or just coming in, my life is in the food processor. And so I packed everything in my car and I wasn't quite sure where to go. And this woman told me this voice, I was like, where do I go? And this word appeared that hmm, in the sky, just Austin. So I just drove everything I had to Austin. And I kind of said, I learned about white tantra in Austin and then my body fell apart more I learned about dark tantra in Florida and I think of it kind of as a Victoria's Secret store where you have the black sexy section and you have the light pink section but like all of that together is what makes women in our bodies I completely agree you need to understand both elements mm -hmm. yeah you have to you have to you have to and to kind of take us deep. So I reached out to Carla because there was this, um, there's been changes happening within my body. So I'm going to, we're going to go celestially deep during this podcast. <laughs> okay, ladies. So get ready. So there was changes happening to me um, within my body, especially when I'm sick, I could start to hear, see different things. So I could see like energy pouring out from the most dominant part of my body, my vagina. I was like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand what's happening. And I've, on this podcast, I've talked before about a dream I've had where I've been walking down the outdoor cart, the courtyard, right? And there's like men around waiting for me. Well, the craziest thing is I went to an expo a few months ago and like my vagina woke up and it started doing this similar things. And I'm like, what's going on? You know? And I also had a experience as a kid where I do the same kind of ritual with my Barbies, which I know sounds insane right plus like memories that started to come to me through my body when I was in Texas so all these connections I was like what is going with our bodies I didn't know and yesterday I was kind of thinking it's about getting the woman that I learned because I learned I was this woman from history mm -hmm. um the only way I could carry her though if, if I was Jasmine underneath to carry her yeah because whenever I researched this one, I haven't done a lot of research, but this name that appeared to me, I was like, what is my name? What is my name? And I had saw this statue of this lady. And I looked up the statue and I found out who I, who I used to be. It was like through this vision. Right. And, um, every time you look in history, she's paired with a masculine energy, a very strong masculine energy. Right. Until I think perhaps she met the Jasmine that could break that. Because Jasmine is like, I don't need a man. And that's kind of my vibe. So with you, what is your personal story of like how you found your gifts in terms of where you were before within your corset that helped you feel riched in versus 
the lace and how did you yeah. incorporate the two into each other? I know that was a super long <clears throat> question. No, 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 sweetie, not at all. Don't apologize. I love your energy. <laughs> um, well, you know, Jasmine, you know very well that I'm extremely like candid about everything, you know, past, present, etc. And I believe that, you know, we can't love who we are and hate, you know, the experiences that shaped us mm. or the things that we've gone through, right? Like, that's the biggest part of our healing and embracing kind of everything that we are and embody today and really coming into our power. And so, you know, when I was kind of a young girl, I did have certain gifts already as a child, but I grew up kind of in an upbringing that was, you know, very strict Catholic and very mm -hmm. traditional. And there was, you know, those types of things weren't really say necessarily accepted in, you know, my <laughs> specific type of household upbringing. And, mm. you know, I found out later in time, you know, I personally didn't like any of my gifts when I was younger, because generally they were things that <clears throat> were not really like, I guess what people would consider positive or good, like knowing somebody was sick with cancer or knowing that a relative was going to pass away or something like that, right? Or something. And when did, can I, if I can ask, when did that start? Like, how did you notice that you had them? It started first. I noticed, I remember seeing like spirits and certain things like that, or even having a connection to my, you know, paternal grandmother who I'd never met in my life. She had passed away way before I was born. And I remember that from the time when I was probably like six, seven years old or so, but also remember even having dreams of like being harassed by spirits, you know, even like, you know, and ones that were very scary to me, like, of like being sexually abused, raped by spirits and stuff from a very young yes. age. So a lot of my say kind of intuitive experiences when I was young were not the most say, positive ones. And so, you know, I was also very sensitive to people's energies. I could pick up kind of, or, or just know things about people, you know, sometimes I wouldn't trust or like some people and, you know, people would be like, or my mother might be like, why, why, like they're a good person, but it was just like, you know, that inner knowing of like, no, something behind the surface is not right here. Mm -hmm. And so kind of growing up, I, you know, personally, you know, didn't really care to develop them. I still had them as a child. And, you know, I went through a period of, you know, a big part of my background was that I went through a lot of sexual abuse as a young girl, as a young child by mm -hmm. like several, you know, several different uh, family members or like, you know, family friends. And that really kind of shaped, you know, my reality. So, mm -hmm. when, um, you know, what was interesting was that for myself, and I speak candidly about this, because I know this is something that I've started to find out as I work with intuitive children or, or women in certain industries, that they would have the similar things. So I remember being a young girl and even feeling like, you know, really scared sometimes because I would have a sleep paralysis where I couldn't move and I would be yeah. literally be molested or raped by, you know, spirits, things that were whatever and not be able yeah. to do anything about it. And it was really terrifying. And yes. so I always kind of saw, you know, these types of things as intuitive gifts, seeing spirits is a really scary kind of thing. And so, yeah. you know, from my abuse and between all of that, I actually, you know, started struggling with drug addiction at a very young age, like starting around 14 or so is when it began. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you know, we as women know, right, kind of the whole thing of like, oh, when your sexuality or something's taken from you very young, and you didn't have power over it, yeah. you kind of, you know, either form a certain type of disconnect from the body in one way that there may be some women shut down, some become hypersexual, and I kind of took, you know, that hypersexuality route. 
And right. so for in actuality, the longest time, you know, when I was around still in high school, I remember I began working, you know, as a stripper in a strip club at that time. I, you know, was already pretty heavily into using certain types of drugs and things. And my intuitive gifts kind of took a doll at that time. And as I got older, though, into, you know, my 20s, all of a sudden they started to emerge much stronger. And I remember at that mm-hmm. time, you know, I'm very open, you know, I was at the time working, you know, as, you know, an escort, I'd worked within the sex industries, I'd worked for Playboy, Penthouse, all these different things. My my whole life basically and all of my income revolved around my, my sexuality because that was something that, I don't know, I just always was just like, okay, well, this is just what works. And also, you know, my previous experiences. But around my 20s, it was, um, I started experiencing similar things that Jasmine's described, right? Where Mm -hmm. I became aware of kind of my sexual power, but almost in a very different way than, oh, like, okay, yeah, men are attracted to you, sexy to whatever, but in the actual like energetic sense, right? right? And I remember being like, okay, I can't. I would feel extremely drained or like, you know, when I'd have sexual exchanges, certain things or that, you know, you would attract these energies and people would become, you know, addicted or in a certain sense. And yeah, so- no, literally addicted. Like, okay, this is strange. What's going on? And at that same time, in my late twenties, I would also have, and I know this is a long explanation, but I would also have like no, random psychics. I get stopped on the street. I'd had the crazy experiences where like psychics and people like, I remember one woman like leaving her grocery bags at the entrance of Ralph's in LA and sprinting over to me in the parking lot and giving me kind of this whole prophecy about like how my life was going to change and I needed to awaken my gifts and all these things. And at the time Uh I was still a drug user, I was still in these industries and I was just kind of like, yeah, I know I've seen similar things. I'm not ready to deal with that. And over the course of the next, you know, several years, this happened probably about like 10 other times in Las Vegas and San Francisco. All different people like would do the same exact prophecy. And at that point, I still wasn't ready to deal with my gifts um, or, you know, any of these kind of things that I've been being told, but it wasn't really a choice. My energy started to kind of grow and expand and happen in such a way that I could not function in day-to-day life meaning that yeah going out your people's thoughts I could wow. feelings I I remember you know I would get very upset because if I, I remember being in line at a grocery store and a little girl that was like eight years old and just I was sensing a weird energy between her and whoever her male guardian was and then seeing all these visions hearing all these things about the things that this person was doing to her right and and these types of things were common. I would, and I couldn't shut it off. And at this time as well, the whole spirit thing started happening more and more, meaning that everywhere I would go, and I lived in LA, which is a crazy yeah. place, I would see spirits, they would talk to me, ask me for help, all these things. And sometimes there were ones, again, that were like in childhood that were very harassing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I was working with a Reiki master, I would receive energy work and I had no interest. Mm-hmm in say that work at the time but I started to notice that there would be periods that if somebody needed healing like my entire body would heat up my hands would heat up and I could feel what felt like Reiki energy or just you know a really intense energy throughout my entire body and sometimes Mm -hmm. kind of 
my being, it felt like against my own free will to just go wherever I needed. So at that time, I basically realized like, okay, you know what? I need to find a teacher. I need to find teacher's training or something <clears throat> to deal with this, right? Like I need to know how to harness these gifts because this is now getting in the way of my normal life. I, I don't want to go in public places. I don't, you know, it was just, yeah. right. I was like a sponge soaking up people's energy. I could go in a yes. bathroom. If a woman was on her period. I would all of a sudden have debilitating menstrual cramps, you know, whatever. Yes. Right? Yes. In particular with women, it was very strong. If, a, if I was around yeah. a girlfriend, I'd be like, are you getting a headache or what's going on? Or is your stomach hurt? Cause all of a sudden mine does. And so that's how I kind of started to really explore and go, okay, I'm going to start to harness my gifts. And mm -hmm. I found out, you know, you know, my late teens that there were other women in my family, you know, primarily my father's side that also had intuitive gifts. And I grew up phenomenally around my mother's side, the family for the most part. So I wasn't familiar with them right I was always kind of the black sheep there I was always loud very like to dress sexy wear makeup be very yeah. non-conservative and then when mm -hmm. I met my father's side of the family they were all like me and I was like oh this is they're loud they're a little inappropriate they you know they're, they're you know a bit out there right and they were the ones and it's interesting because I still have aunties now that I'll post some crazy posts on Facebook you know that like my great aunties you know these women they're so these will be like oh my sexy niece like I'm so <laughs> right and like people will judge you and go oh what does your family think about you posting pictures like this man it's like well actually you know you <laughs> like my 60 70 year old aunties up there and they're the ones showing the most love right and so yes. interesting in American That's culture so right because here it's like you know people act a certain way but then I'm like well culturally you know they're from a certain part of the Philippines which where you know the Spanish first came and they, they have very different oh. they also have a lot of those shamanic ties and carry that still within the DNA because it's just like any trait, uh -huh. right? It gets yes. passed in the bloodline. Uh, my my mother's mother also could see spirits, but none of my family members ever really refined, say, their gifts, which took it to a different level. And uh. it was around my late twenties that I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And I started working with a psychic first, who was a shaman, and he he taught me certain things. But he basically said, there's a woman that's going to come into your life and she'll take you to kind of that next level. She'll teach you to, mm. you know, to God, source, spirit, that consciousness directly. And in a way that it'll help you to develop yourself. He said, I remember beyond what I can even do. And mm. he was right. Right around the time that we we're getting to the point that he could no longer help me. He was kind of gave me a warning, like, Hey, you know, I know you make really good money doing what you do. And you know like you still have your looks you still have whatever but like you're not meant to be in this much longer like you you can't your life's going to transition you're not going to have a choice so I basically suggest you prepare you've got like six more months wow and I remember going into a deep state of meditation at the time and going okay you know show me what's what's the truth what do I need to know and you know, I call it kind of like an initiation. I remember I was in this huge, empty, like big, but it was like almost reminded me of like a call scene, but it was just very big, white, like 
space, like, you know, almost infinitely expanding and all of those, what they refer to as, you know, ascended masters and a lot of those people, those types of figures and beings, whatever you may call them were present. And I remember oh, seeing yes. myself, you know, cause we're going to go deep. Like you said, yes, we're going to go deep other, celestial level, right? Like looking and seeing like this huge book that I just intuitively knew this was like my book of soul contracts. And I remember seeing like, wow, that's a version of me, but like in this long white dress and I'm signing something. And I remember going kind of freaking out going, okay, what am I doing in there? Because I know that's a soul contract. What am I signing up for? And wow. I'm freaking out. And when I came out of the meditation, I just knew. And I remember hearing as I was coming out of it, like, you've got like about six months to prepare. There'll be two signs when it's time for you to leave, you know, this whole, you know, sex related industry type of work and know that if you don't leave, like by that second sign, like your actual life or like your safety is in danger. And I remember it was about two to three months later, the first thing happened and I'm very candid and, you know, honest. And, yeah. you know, I remember like that, you know, I'd always check my money, always do whatever. And, yeah. you know, and verify everybody for this one time though, I remember I didn't, the person was in a rush, whatever certain things. And I remember checking it after and they'd already left the location. And I realized there was like, they had put a bunch of ones in between say, you know, a bunch of 20. But when I went to go out the door to chase them out, they were already around the corner and I was like well I'm you know in a place that I don't want you know yeah 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 right and so I said okay and then I called yeah my psychic the the male I was working with at the time and I said hey this happened and he said you know what he said be glad that you didn't catch it when he was there because if you had he would have beat you so bad that you would have been hospitalized for a really long time what I found out a couple months later that this person, right, because what they would do is they'd verify with another provider, another woman, and then they, okay. and that's how they get their girl, they would just get enough women to be able to give them the okay so their women believe they were safe. So he's what, like, a, what they call them hunters or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I found out there were cases, I mean, even happened to one of my girlfriends too, where she was beat very, very badly and wow. horribly and it took her weeks to recover from it. And it was, you know, that situation. And so I started preparing, I started saving all my money. I began enrolling in classes for energy work and just really immersing myself kind of in, you know, that whole life and preparing like, okay, my lease will expire on this more expensive place. How will I downgrade my life and prepare? Cause you know, if you're transitioning in such a way and you know at the you know the same time i was also investing a lot of money to exit that business into a fitness facility i was going to open with somebody else and i'm talking mm-hmm. about two years now consultant fees and you know a few weeks away from sa- sa- um, signing a five year lease and having investors lined up and ready to go and wow all of this happening with a massive awakening and i had a spontaneous kundalini awakening right meaning that like that's kind of when that energy they say arises from you pulls from your root chakra all the way up to the crown and it kind of explodes. Mm-hmm. They always say the spine is the gateway, right? To the yeah. 
And I remember that occurring. And then my gifts all of a sudden expanding times like a hundred within a matter of weeks. And then I knew I couldn't stay in that business because I became so sensitive to energies and I became you know, aware of what was happening in the transference of energy, you know, through your sexual energy, et cetera. And I, I just knew like, okay, I was changing, right? My vibration was changing from the inside out, but I was already preparing to leave. And around that time, that teacher came in and she really started to help me. I remember taking multiple certifications classes with her back to back. And she came in through a girl that I met at a random energy healing class I went to. And she was like, I'm hearing this is what you need to do. You need to take theta healing as well. You need to do whatever. And yeah, she did a couple sessions on me. And I remember just it being such a profound shift immediately that I was just like, whoa, whatever this is, I need to learn this. I need to be able to do this. This will help me manage my energy. And she's started to teach me how to work with my gifts. And so then I moved on to that teacher there and she really was the best for me because I dealt with a lot of spiritual egoism in um Mm. right and we discussed this to where women would look at me and I'm just gonna be me like I'm gonna dress the way I dress wear makeup you know they'd be like why why are you so dressed up where you go I'm like this is just how I am how I carry myself yeah I've always been a woman who is very feminine, wears dresses, likes to be a certain way, not to impress someone just because I like how I feel when I'm like that. Yeah. And I remember so many people saying to me, oh, you can't, you sh- you're going to have to change your image, the way you dress, people won't take you seriously. And this teacher really resonated with me because she was the first one who like really said, well, who says that? Like, you don't have to own those beliefs. If you own that, right, you're then limiting yourself. And you're creating these programs for yourself that you can't have these things unless you're whatever. She's like, you know, being authentic, being you, that's what is going to make you successful and give you rapport, right? She's Mm -hmm. like, and not everybody wants the person in the bohemian dresses that looks whatever, you know, she's like, you'll get a certain type of people or people who need someone real or people who know like, hey, you can still have the material and be spiritual. So that's part of the why I chose you. I saw you. I heard that you went from Playboy and Penthouse to Healer. Yeah. And I felt your vibe. And I was like, I have to contact her. Right. Like, I'm, it's like, I'm a real woman who's been through a lot of stuff and done things that like, okay, I wouldn't say that I'm not proud of because who, all of these things at the end of the day, I know my soul chose before coming in this body chose and whatever. And most healers, especially women have very strong sexual energy, whether it's man or woman a lot of that healing comes through having a very strong sacral chakra, strong sexual energy. It's just about how we use it, right? Or sometimes that power tries to be taken away. And so that's how I ended up on that path. The second time um, when I, the second sign I got was somebody tried to pull the same thing on me, but this time I was prepared and I handled Mm -hmm. it in a certain way. He got scared and took off. And then I said, okay, that's it. And I quit. I quit all of that kind of like, you know, business right there. I'd still had, you know, like sugar bag, somebody that was helping me, which I did transition yeah. away from several months later and took the final leap. And I remember, you know, going through and t- just praying every day, like, okay, if this is really my path, then you're going to have to help me. I, I have, you know, here uh, I am abandoning everything, a big income. And I remember just being told 
by like one of my teachers, like, don't worry. Like, and even by my guides, like, like if you just trust everything you're told, you'll have within like a year more clients and some people who've done this 10 years and they were right. I never wow. doubted any of the guidance and even when it seemed insane and people thought I was crazy. I abandoned kind of that fitness facility business because I started to receive past life visions about the relationship between myself and that person. And I also saw the future of what happened if I continued with them. And I remember it was like right after the Kundalini awakening and this person was so upset. And I said, well, you know, I'll be honest, like if my investors, et cetera, want to work with you, you have the consultants thing, the business plans ready, like you, you can have it. I don't want no money for anything I've invested. Go, go for it. Wow. 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 And Carla, sorry, don't mind. I want to interject here just because you guys are going to hate me, but my zoom came up saying I had 10 minutes left. This is perfect because I know what I needed yeah. is the story. I needed to know it was possible. I needed yeah. the person. I needed to know that the reps were there. Right. And I didn't have that. Yeah. So this is perfect. This is what I literally, and I know this is what women around the world need to know because we're not talking about this, but there's two things I want to visit real quick um but before i take us there can you tell yeah. us where we can find you just that would make sure we get this part absolutely in. um i have a website and it's guided by divine so g-u-i-d-e-d-b-y-d-i-v-i-n-e.com and then also i'm, I'm on instagram but my pictures are kind of crazy and it's at carla maria xoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxoxo
create kind of control of my energy, meaning that not allowing others, learning how to shield it. And that's something I work with, with people that are intuitive or empath empathic or just with women a lot. And even women that are still in those industries, right? Learning to shield, protect your energy, how to cleanse it and how to have authority with people, right? Strong boundaries is a really big thing because I always say authority with your energy is the biggest thing. I remember being taught somebody doesn't have to be in your physical space to steal your energy. So learning mm. that, once I started to own it and take it back for me and realize that, okay, my energy is strong and this is what people actually want from me. Yeah, it comes in this physical vessel, but what they really are feeding is the energy, right? Mm -hmm. Realizing like that energy is a beautiful thing. That's what makes me me, right? Mm -hmm. But how do I learn to have control over it, authority over it, not allow others to take it from me against my own free will? And that was the biggest thing. And then just also being okay with who I was, no matter what anyone mm. thought or said or wanted to think or believe about me and being like, that's okay. I know me at the core. Wow. That's beautiful. And one last thing. So we're not going to get to the gods today, <laughs> but one what does it feel like? Cause I want to give people like, you've done such an amazing job of giving us the picture of like the training plan through this. But to be at this part, to be in your gifts and be in your body, what does that moment feel like now? It feels beautiful. It's empowering. It just, it, I have immense gratitude for everything. Everyone that has crossed my path in a good or a bad way and the people that come to me now and being able to help people in the way that I do, it just, it feels empowering. And it just, I'm always kind of in a place of gratitude, right? Like yeah. I'm- I'm a very happy person now and I used to always be a really angry, bitter person for a long time of my life. Wow. Well, I want to thank you. I know we all have our different walks, but the reps that you have done are on a whole nother level of training. I just want to thank you for being thank here and you. being the rep. Thank you, sweetie. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful oh. for you. I feel so blessed. <laughs> <laughs>